Jesus is calling you and me to have a love for him that is so all-inclusive, so fervent and absolute that all our earthly affections cannot come close. Today, I want us to draw in together, and I'm going to talk about taking hold of Jesus Christ. I'm Rex Bullock, and this is Day Spring. We meet together each week. Ah, already, we're being drawn in by the music of worship. Let's get together for this tremendous time of worship and praise. Day Spring. Praise the Lord, all ye people, all ye people. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, all ye people. Praise the Lord. 
Thank you very much, singers. Well, if you've tuned our way, listening friend, this is Day Spring with music and message that encourages you to live according to God's requirements from His Word. Hello, everybody. Along with your speaker, Rex Bullock, I'm Joe Alcorn, your program host. And I hope you'll be inspired by today's message, which talks about taking hold of Christ. Well, as we do every week at this same time, Rex is here to encourage you with his weekly visit. Here he is. How much do you love Jesus Christ? Oh, you say, I love him with all my heart. I'm his disciple. Can I tell you something? The disciples that were around Jesus, those men who were called of him, who followed him, sometimes their love was not as fervent. Their walk was not uh, as straight as it really should have been. In fact, their eyes were not really open to the same kind of needs that Jesus had. You remember that uh, in John chapter 9, they don't perceive the need of a blind man. Jesus does. Jesus stops to help him. They don't. They're interested in a theological debate. They're, they're wondering, what happened to him? Who sinned? How did he get blind? Now, very often as disciples, perhaps in our humanity, we, uh, we don't have that fervency. We don't have that all-encompassing love that we should. Today, I want to talk to you about taking hold of Jesus Christ. It's an important area in our Christian walk. How can we, how can we just be the kind of men and women that we really want to be, that we ought to be, despite all the siren songs and sounds around us of things that would draw us away from Christ? And you know that they're there. You know that there are so many things that draw us away today. The media being one of them. Materialism being another. So many things. But uh, how can we draw up close to him? Well, let's just center our thoughts and our hearts around these kinds of uh, things today as we worship together. So glad that you've come along. And uh, I hope that you are a part of Dayspring, that you have the Dayspring habit each week at this time, that you kind of uh, just take the time and make this uh, a half hour of true worship. Or maybe uh, you're on the job or on the road, wherever you're hearing us. It's okay. It's okay. Keep that dial set right where it is, and let's talk together. Because I think what is being said today will be of uh, real importance to you. I'm holding in my hands a book called Families Under Stress, does that uh, does that make any sense? I mean, uh, do you identify with that at all? Can you think of uh, two areas of stress that you've been under lately? Maybe you and your spouse or you and the entire family? Well, let me tell you, people are going through stressful times today. I mean, even though the economy is sizzling, even though... Uh, Supposedly, we're living in the land of plenty. 
and everything is going well. I'm telling you, there's a lot of stress, and it uh, it's on all levels. It's uh, it's in the business community. It's among executives. It's among working people. It's among moms, dads. Teenagers are under a tremendous amount of stress. In fact, not just teens. Younger children are feeling it more and more. This book is a book that uh, you really need. Families Under Stress, Finding God's Strength for Stressful Times. I want to place it in your hands. I want you to have it. We have a copy for you. Please get it today. Now, in order to do that, you've got to communicate with us. So your letter will be so helpful. All you have to do is just say, I listen to Dayspring, or let us know something about the program that you appreciate, or just simply ask for the book, and we will get it back to you, okay? Our address is Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon, 97238. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-800-783-DAYS, D-A-Y-S. Okay? Or you may email me at rexbullock at cs.com. I would love to hear from you. I'm looking forward to your letter. So uh, let's communicate today. Well, is your family struggling to maintain some form of stability in the midst of increasing pressure? Does it sound familiar, my friend? This book, For Families Under Stress, needs to find its way to your home. For Families Under Stress can be yours just by asking for it when you write. And as you communicate, my friend, would you consider what you can do financially to help Dayspring continue to teach God's standard for holy living? We'll appreciate it so much. Request the book when you write Dayspring, Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon, 97238. That's P.O. Box 56300, Portland, Oregon, 97238. Or you can order by telephone, toll-free, 1-800-783-DAYS. Well, Rex is here to deliver his message called Taking Hold of Christ. But before he does, let's enjoy more worship music. Yes, sir. 
Taking Hold of Christ is the title of today's message. Here's Rex Bullock. Awful lot of people followed Jesus, multitudes, and yet he knew only a few would hold fast to him and become true disciples. The Jews wanted to hold to both Jesus and Moses. They wanted to keep their traditions and their dead rituals while claiming to be Christ's followers. But Jesus would have nothing to do with their double-mindedness. In fact, he said no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Jesus exposes here the paradox of a divided heart. He just tears away the facade of a phony discipleship and shows us the fate of those who try to serve two masters at the same time. Now, to some hypocrites, Jesus said, These people draw near to me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Now, what he's saying is no one can testify that I am the one he loves and at the same time despise me by his evil doings. You see, to despise the Lord is is not to take his word to heart, to disregard his claims as if they are not binding. I want to just list three of the claims that Christ has on us as we desire to take hold of him. First of all, he calls his followers to love him so passionately that all other affections appear as hatred in comparison. Remember over in Luke chapter 14, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, He cannot be my disciple. Jesus is calling us to have a love for him that is so all-inclusive, so fervent and absolute that all our earthly affections cannot come close. You see, if we had that red-hot, all-consuming, intense and joyous love for Christ, we would not need outlines or diagrams and instructions telling us how to pray. We would pray because our hearts would be on fire with love for him. I don't think we would grow bored trying to fill up an hour praying ambiguously for needs all over the world. Jesus would be the object of our prayers, and our prayer time would be precious. We would spend time behind closed doors expressing the overflowing admiration and sweet love that floods our hearts for him. And reading his word wouldn't be a burden. Uh, We wouldn't need some formula on how to finish the Bible in a year. If we loved Jesus passionately, we would be drawn magnetically to his word to learn more about him. We would want only to know him better, to see more of his beauty and his glory so that we could become more like him. He calls his followers to love him so passionately that all other affections appear as hatred in comparison. Now, the second thing that I just want to 
mention to you is this. He calls us to see it through. Luke chapter 14, verse 28 begins by saying, Which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Now Christ knew many of his followers would turn back. They would not finish the race. I think this is the most tragic condition possible for a believer to have started out fully intending to lay hold of Christ, to grow into a mature disciple and become more like Jesus, and then to drift away, becoming cold and indifferent to him. That kind of person is the one who laid a foundation and could not finish because he did not first count the cost. I want to tell you that it's a real joy to meet those who are finishing the race. I love it when I see people who have come along 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years and they're growing more in love with Jesus Christ every day. They're growing in the wisdom and in the knowledge of Christ. They're changing daily from moment to moment. Now, Paul says to them encouragingly, we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, you and I can be sure that when Jesus Christ returns, he will have a glorious church consisting of those who have been changed into his likeness, And her members will have become so unattached to this world and so united with him that moving from the corruptible state to the incorruptible will be just one last step of love. It'll be like breaking through a thin veil of tissue because they will have already drawn so close to Christ in this life. Jesus wants us to take hold of him. And he wants us to love him with a passion, with an intensity, so that we can make it through. He's called us to finish the task. He's called us to to be able to walk with him every day, not just a few days, not just for a season, but for a lifetime, and then be changed into his likeness. Let me give you one other thing that we do when we take hold of Jesus Christ. And that is fight Satan. And he has called us to fight Satan. Luke chapter 14 once again says, What king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Enoch once prophesied, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousand of his saints. 
You find that little quote over in Jude. Scripture says we're kings and priests unto the Lord, and we represent these tens of thousands going out to battle Satan's army. Satan wars against us because he hates us so greatly. If we have set our hearts to lay hold of Christ, we have become the devil's target in this final conflict. He will hurl everything in hell against us. I think we must be prepared for what's coming. We must be ready to spend our days in spiritual warfare, knowing that a flood of iniquity is aimed against the people of God. If we are determined to lay hold of Christ, then we need to realize that we are invincible in Christ. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4 says, It is written, He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Do you believe that? Do you really? God says we're guaranteed victory over all the power of the enemy. We have all the hosts of heaven fighting for us. Oh, may God give us more Holy Spirit fight so that each of us can shout to the world and all the hordes of hell, nothing shall separate me from the love of Christ. Not tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or war. No, in all these things, I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now that's the battle cry of those who hunger for Jesus Christ. Ah, my friend, are you taking hold of him? He's asking us to do that. He calls us. He calls us so passionately. Oh, yes. So that all other affections appear as just hatred in comparison. He calls us to see it through. He calls us to fight Satan. Are you ready to do that today? I recently read of an Indian brother. Uh, one of our native friends who had such a passion for Jesus Christ that he said, nothing else really matters. I simply want him more than family, more than friends, more than any earthly possessions. And I'm going to stay in his presence until I have that assurance that I have him. Do you know what's happened? Well, as a result of his passion for Jesus Christ, powerful revival, a powerful moving of God. God is at work. God is doing something so unusual, so powerful. And it's thrilling to see. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, my friend, how about you? Well, you say, Rex, I'm, to be real honest with you, I'm pretty lackadaisical right now. I'm, I don't have that passion. Let's pray that God will give you a new sense of his presence, 
We're not talking about something pumped up. We're not talking about some gimmick. We're not talking about something that's just manufactured. No, we're talking about an awesome sense of the presence of God. Something that will make you into the kind of individual that will have a heart not only for Christ, but because of that, you'll have a heart for others and a love for those around you. Let's pray. Jesus, I I just thank you right now for the fact that you have called us. You are calling us to yourself. Help us to take hold of you. Help us to fan the flame of passion in our hearts so that we're fervent, so that all other earthly affections pale in comparison to you and that we will worship you in the beauty of holiness. Oh, God, give us a deep love. Give us a love that goes beyond just the surface of Christianity and just kind of a name recognition or a church-anity. But, oh, God, give us a passionate heart for you and, therefore, a love for our fellow man. Thank you for what you are doing in each of our lives. Touch us just now. We're going to praise you. Thank you. Amen and amen. Thank you very much, Rex, for that message today. Say, in closing, my friend, a reminder to order the special book, Families Under Stress, as you support the ongoing ministry of Dayspring. Our address is Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon, 97238. That's P.O. Box 56300. Portland, Oregon, 97238. Or call to order toll-free, 1-800-783-DAYS, 1-800-783-DAYS. And if you'd like to write Rex a personal note, you can do it on the superhighway. If you've got a computer, send him an email, rexbullock at cs.com. That's rexbullock at cs.com. Now, on behalf of all of us here at Dayspring, goodbye until next week at this same time on this fine station. For day spring. Everybody shout and sing. Praise the Lord. Jesus is the King of Kings. Praise the Lord. Come into this sanctuary. Praise the Lord. Give me a